This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing in Tech, powered by Coding Black Females. Amazing, done the start with the wire now. Okay, <laughs> so we are so lucky and grateful to have Charlene with us today. Um, a little bit of an intro into Charlene. So Charlene Hunter is the CEO and founder of Coding Black Females. Charlene has a strong academic background with a BSc in Mathematical Sciences and an MSc in Computer Science from the University of Birmingham. She has over 10 years of experience as a software developer and a technical architect and has skills in requirements capture, technical architecture, testing and various other aspects of building successful software applications. She has a strong passion to increase and showcase the skills and talents of black women in tech and is determined to diversify the tech sector. Charlene set up Coding Black Females because in her years as a software developer, she discovered black women were heavily underrepresented in tech. She wanted this to change and ensure that black women were able to, were able to discover role models and see familiar faces within the industry. Charlene has received multiple awards and recognition for the work she does to support black women in tech. So Charlene, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. How are you happy doing to today? Be here. I'm fantastic. I was saying I'm tired earlier, but <laughs> I'm also very good today. Thank Yay. you. And it's not Charlene Hunter anymore. It's Charlene Hunter MBE. Can we just touch on the MBE? <laughs> <laughs> we actually should have introduced a Charlene Hunter MBE. I know. I know. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, okay. that's Thank well. you. <laughs> Cool. Do you want to start off your journey, like starting off working at your dad's IT company? Because it's kind of yeah. rare to... Yeah, so um, when I was a kid, my dad, uh, as part of his, he of course, as part of his nervous breakdown, yeah. I was like, Daddy, what did you do when you were having a nervous breakdown? He was like, well, I set up a company because surely that's, that's the right <laughs> thing to do. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, Dad, that makes sense. Um, so no, when I was a kid, my dad set up a software company, uh, IT company initially. So it was like, they would sell, I don't know, paper, printers, computers, things like that. Okay. So when I was a kid, I would go there. At the weekends and in the evenings and during the week during school holidays, and just get involved in technology, get involved in learning different things. Um, and I, I would say that was like my first introduction to tech, but I don't think it was. So I started uh, when I was at school, like noticing. Uh, I think I just didn't like the cold. I did not like the cold outside. <laughs> I had to go outside during the school break, and then I go outside, and I was like, "But there's a computer in the corner." So um, I went to the computer in the corner and started learning basic, uh, just started playing some games, looked at the code, and then started changing the code and building programs. At school? At school. Wow. Um, and that was when I was about eight or nine, oh something like that. Um, and then <laughs> when, um, when I was then getting a bit older, my, my dad with the software company meant that I got to go there and, and have a go at building and breaking computers, uh, which was quite fun. So as, as the tech industry developed, essentially, like, I developed with that as well like my Mm. skills would develop so when they were selling computers I was learning how to build them and when they were writing new tech applications I was learning how to code so that I could contribute to those applications so my journey I would say very much lined up with with that at my my dad's company then there was this whole other side of me at my mum's company 
where she would teach people how to um, grow their confidence in like I don't know numeracy and literacy and then IT skills so I was learning all this stuff with my dad but then teaching the stuff with my mum which was really cool so it was like this accelerated journey into tech and training from quite a young age which was really cool um so yeah I think that's how my journey started it was like discovering this computer and then having two fantastic people who enabled me and encouraged me to grow even further as I was going through that journey and then um me deciding that I did not want to be in tech because it was a dying industry (laughs) (laughs) wait is that what they said at the time that's what I said no I was like I was there building computers and I was like with all these motherboards and I was trying to learn how to solder things so I could fix all this stuff. And I was like, this is, this is dead. This has no future. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go into finance. So I really wanted to go into finance. Um, looked at finance, looked at uh, what I could be doing there, looked at the, the career growth. I was like, yeah, this is for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, realized that I actually really liked building stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you went on to study like mathematics? Yes, I did. What was yeah. the reason for that? So when I was at school, um, I mean, I always loved maths. When I was a kid, like when I was like five, we used to do. I used to do maths competitions with the boys because I used to enjoy it. Like <laughs> who could add the quickest? Um, you won, was it you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes, it was me every time. I always won. Um, but no, so I always really enjoyed maths, and I always just wanted to get more involved in it. So when I was at school, my A levels were maths, further maths, and physics, and economics. But I didn't. I don't know. I don't like writing, so I stopped doing economics. Um, but yeah, so I was doing maths, further maths, and physics. And then when I was going on to uni, I essentially only had the options of maths or physics because they kind of lined up well with the A-levels I'd chosen. Mm. So I went down the maths route. Um, First year was just basically maths and further maths, so I already knew most of that already. Mm. Um, Doesn't mean I did well. I actually did very badly in my first year (laughs) because I was also unleashed onto the world. Oh my, I wish I got to see that. (laughs) It was awful. Unleashed onto the world, went to all the nightclubs, did all of the clubbing, and did really badly in my first year. Did okay in my second year. And then the third year was literally being in the library like yeah. 20 hours a day to try and pull it all back and then manage to turn it all around um so yeah that's what I did at uni and then at the end of that that's where my decision point was like which direction do you go in is it mm. is it the finance route or is it tech that you actually have a passion for so that's where I kind of the summer holidays before I took my master's I was um doing one role in accounting but another role in um software development so I was building someone's website but I was also doing somebody else's accounts and doing payroll. So I was like, which one did I actually enjoy? Which one felt right for me? And it was the building the website, obviously. Oh. I loved it. So I did that. Um, after I finished that, then I went on to do a master's in computer science, which then like solidified all my knowledge. It made me think I knew everything about <laughs> everything there was to know in tech. Like I thought I knew everything. I didn't really know anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew enough. I knew enough to get a job. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like at that point I was like, okay, I know loads of stuff. I'm going to go for all the interviews. And like every interview I went through, I got all the offers that like I applied for, which was fantastic. Um, so then it was like, okay, well, what do you want? Like, where do you feel the best? Where do you feel most at home? Mm-hmm. And then I chose a job based on that, um, based on feeling. My mum was like, oh, we just follow your gut. If your gut says this, do that. Oh, like don't do something based on salary. Don't do it based on this. Do it based on how you feel. So I followed the company that felt right for me at the time, which was awesome. Oh, that was really cool. And I think it's something that we, we often like second guess ourselves in terms of like what opportunities to choose. Mm. Because once you are in tech, 
there are a lot of opportunities for so you, many. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it was, I wanted a role that could be varied enough. So mm. when I was researching different roles in tech at that time, I was like, I don't know, like 15 years ago or something. It's ridiculous. I'm getting older. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years ago, um, when I was researching all the roles, I was like, okay, I want to be a consultant because mm-hmm. that way I can learn all these things. There's a really good career path. There's a good salary at the end. So I chose a role that, that lined up with consultancy and variation and, and variety and things like that. So because with consultancy, you get to work on different projects, right? And yeah. with the different projects, you've got different tech stacks. And exactly. With, so, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, I, just, I knew I didn't want to be in a software house because mm. you would just write software, you'd just write code. Whereas in a consultancy, there's all these different streams, like testing, like requirements, like mm. support. And that way you can kind of really build your understanding of everything about building products, mm-hmm. which then makes you a better developer anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how did you balance that? Because with that, you are like, I, for me, one of the drawbacks that I'd see is that you would be moving around so much that you become a generalist and not really specialize in anything. Um, do you think that was the case for you? Um, it, so at the very beginning, when I started, I wanted to fully understand the thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I became like the subject matter expert in the whole company for this particular technology, mm-hmm. which I don't think, I mean, no one uses it anymore. It's really <laughs> old. But um, I became like really, I understood that to the max. Like mm-hmm. they would call Oracle out to talk to me when I was this like new graduate wow. and Oracle wow. didn't know the answers. I knew the answers to the <laughs> software that they had built. So, which was kind of cool. Um, so I didn't feel like a generalist at that point mm-hmm. because I knew something so mm-hmm. well. I knew more than other people around me. Um, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to know a particular technology to the max. I mm-hmm. wanted to understand systems. I wanted to understand business because I knew that one day I wanted to run a business. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it made sense to me that, yeah, there's downsides to being generalist, but it's also massive advantages to it because mm. you can then sit anywhere that you need to if something needs doing, which is what I wanted. So you just said that you always knew that you wanted to run your own business. Mm-hmm. So what made you transfer from, you know, your your first role into now contracting? Okay, so I was, I was working in a consultancy and it was fantastic. I enjoyed my job. Um... And then I would sit next to contractors who were essentially doing the exact same work as me and just being paid a lot more, which is fine. Like there's there's benefits to, to being internal and there's also benefits to contracting and mm. there's negatives on both sides as well. But I wanted to try it out. So I just wanted to move to a space where I could just focus on technology mm-hmm. so that I could just focus on building things without worrying about the business, how the business is doing, all the internals that you think about when you work somewhere permanently. I want to take all of that away and just focus on tech. So that was really it. And I also just wanted brain space so that I could think outside of my day job, which I don't think you can always, when you're in a day job, I think it's hard sometimes to to find the time to think outside of that because you've got to think about your career and how you're going to grow and how you're going to get promoted, how you're going to get a pay rise, all that sort of stuff. But to take all of that away and just think about tech and coding and building and being really good at that. So that was that was a big motivation. I wanted brain time, and I also wanted the increase in income too. That always helps. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes sense, right? Because you're going project to project, you only need to focus on that one project at that time, Mm -hmm. and then essentially, in terms of like moving up in seniority or becoming uh, more qualified, is that just on a like evaluated on a case by case basis? So when okay it could be my experience of contracting but when you're a contractor you're essentially a developer on a team so you're not a team lead most of the time like Mm -hmm. a lot of the time they won't bring in 
contractors into roles um, which are higher mm-hmm. because they want to use their staff to to progress and things mm. like that. So normally mm. you'd have a team of contractors, but the team lead would be a permanent staff. It's what I've seen in yeah, my journey. Yeah. Um, so in in terms of seniority, that's one thing that I did struggle with when I was contracting was I'd always been so career focused. I'd always thought about my career and how I could push myself. But then all of a sudden I was in this space where I wasn't thinking about that. I, I wasn't focused on my progression, which felt really weird to me. Mm. I had to just focus on one thing. So I kind of had a conversation with myself, I think. Like, what do you want from your life? Remember that your your journey isn't about somebody else's company. It's about you as a person. Yeah. And I think that helps. It was knowing where I was going, what I wanted, then meant that I didn't really care about seniority. I cared more about what I could learn on the journey whilst I was working. And I would say that even though I didn't necessarily have the title, I was definitely doing a lot of leadership, a lot of like running the teams, choosing the technologies and doing the architecture. Like I was doing all of that stuff anyway. Um, it was just not with the title, which I didn't need because I, I don't need a title from somebody else. Like it's yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good way to, to put it. And then, so what led you to eventually start coding lab in yours? Oh, my, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would say that, sorry, <coughs> when I was um, doing Coding Black Females, or when I was, not even when I was doing Coding Black Females, when I was in my career, mm-hmm. I would go to tech conferences, I'd go to events, I'd go to all sorts of stuff, and I would be the only black woman in the room. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't there looking or searching for black women in the room. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was going because I wanted to find out more about different technologies. Like That's yeah. why I was going to conferences. But it was like, every now and again, I wanted to be able to be myself in a room as well. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to meet people that I could have a conversation with on a level about my hair whilst I'm talking about code. Like I just wanted <laughs> to talk about normal things to me yeah. that nobody else in my work could ever understand. Not because they're bad people, just because it's just different right Mm -hmm. so I wanted to create a space where I could meet people and have normal conversations and talk about tech so that's how it started really it was like let's just get people together and have a conversation um also massively inspired by hidden figures so Mm. I watched hidden figures and um I'd watched this film and it was about NASA and these black women and maths and coding and all that sort of stuff and I'd gone with my cousin and my cousin left and she was like Shani that could be you like you could be a black woman who's working at NASA. Like, why couldn't that be you? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I've never watched a film where you could turn to me and say that could be you before. Like, that's yeah. real cool. So I wanted to be in a space where I could tell people that could be you yeah. or have you heard of this? Did you know about that? So that we could all learn and grow together. Like, I'd spent a long time learning. Um, I'd spent quite a long time learning black history. I spent three years um, studying black history with a bunch of different tutors because I wanted to know myself. I wanted to get grounded in myself and in my community. And then there was this layer missing from that, which was the tech side. And I wanted to bring all of that together. So it was like a space where I could bring the history of us as a people together. I could bring technology together and being a woman together all in one place, which was amazing to me. So that that was it. Like I was motivated by a film, but also that need that I had within myself to, to bring people together. That's amazing. I've got actual goosebumps. I love it. I love it. it. But it's just like, there's one thing to have an idea, but what were your first steps into, let's make this happen? (laughs) My first steps. (laughs) Okay, don't judge me. No judgment. My first step when I do most things that I find scary Mm -hmm. is I have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I sat at home and I had a glass of wine and I was like, 
okay, you want to create something. You're a little bit scared because you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. So I went at home and I created a, a group online on Meetup. So mm-hmm. everyone's, loads of people have used Meetup, right? Um, created a group on that and I just set a date for the first event and I booked a venue and then I forgot about it. Wow. So I kind of just needed to have something to, to make me feel a bit more comfortable, which was the wine. Yeah. <laughs> I did the stuff that I'd planned, which was, you know, creating the sessions, creating, bringing the people together. And then essentially Meetup, brings people to your community mm-hmm. if you use the right tags. Yeah. So first steps was was literally that. It was creating this this space online, choosing a name. You know, I looked in loads of places. I I was like, is it about code? Is it about tech? What's it about? And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm about code. I like coding. So it's got to be about code. And I'm a black woman, so it's got to be about black. And, and then, like, <laughs> when I was choosing, like, the term that I was going to use for women, I was like, well... And I'd like I think about a week before at work I'd been talking about um, women, girls, and ladies, and things like that. And I was like, well, I can't call it girls because we're not children. Yeah. Like, but I don't want to like discount potential girls that could want to join in the future. So I was like, okay, but ladies also sounds a bit too flouncy sometimes. Mm. Oh, a lady, like, which I don't mind the term. Like, I love calling myself a lady, but whatever. Like, I didn't want to call a group that. Yeah. And then women kind of felt old to me because mm-hmm. that's when I was younger <laughs> I'm older now now I'm like yes I'm a woman but I was like okay so is there a term that I can use that will cover us for for girls ladies women and people that aren't there yet and will be like in terms of you know they're a girl now but they're going to be a lady soon then they're going to be a woman mm-hmm. so I went for females um to have this group that was for for women of all ages um who were into coding and they were black so yeah oh that's so, cool. so can you tell us about your first event because you know like i feel like people build a community they don't know what to expect and sometimes you mm-hmm. think oh like maybe when i do my first event oh you know maybe a hundred people might turn up <laughs> which is just like they don't know how to set that realistic standard for themselves yeah so i had zero expectation mm-hmm. so i took my laptop with me because i was like if no one turns up at least i can do work <laughs> So it's fine. Um, my first event, I think about 10 people signed up online and about five people came, which was well, what, fine What year for was me. this? 2017. Okay. So it was in March of 2017, mm-hmm. um, five years ago. Oh, yeah, because it's the fifth birthday. Season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I created this event, and it was literally just, like, a meet and greet. That's all I wanted at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met up in this bar where we had this table reserved. There was nobody else in the bar, and I was just there. And nobody came for ages. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be here on my own tonight. That's fine. That's okay. Like, I'm totally fine. And then, um, yeah, about four or five other people came. And we just got to talk about tech. And the greatest thing that I love is that there's one person who came. And she is still part of the community now. Oh, At wow. that point, she was going through a coding boot camp. And, like, now she, like, delivers talks. She's actually working for people that I used to work with at the start of my career training to be a technical architect and I'm like yes like you're on the same you're on a great journey I love it so yeah like I think for me it's great seeing that journey and I think like the thing I've loved about kind of black females is is all the journeys I've got to see like all the people who didn't know what they wanted and now they know or who decided they don't want to be in tech right like you don't have to want to be in it um but it's just been fantastic being able to watch that over the last five years not just watch it but enable it like mm. coding black females have been a facilitator for so many people making that jump and like yeah instrumental in changing a lot of people's lives so it's been exciting thank you so much for listening to charlene hunter's episode of the glowing in tech podcast 
Tune in next week where we speak about her tech topic in 10 and also find out her tech tea. So stay tuned. It's okay to just do your day job because that's actually really hard in itself. Like mm. to, to learn what you've got to learn for your day job. And it's actually really hard to, to do anything on the side because you might want to also eat and sleep and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually <laughs> live your life. Crucial <laughs> things that people need. So yeah, I think that's that's my thing. It's this illusion that everyone's doing all these extra things that they are just not doing. And if they are, they're they're selling in a slightly different way.